Welcome to Living a Full Life Podcast. Join us as we explore health topics that encourage raising healthy children, living a healthy life, and living the best life possible. Now, here's your host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Full Life Podcast. My name is Dr. Enrico Dolcicori, and this is the start of something great. And we're going to be consistent weekly, dropping great information about living a healthy life, raising a healthy family, mentally being well, physically being well, and spiritually being well. We're going to bring in some great guests over time uh, that hopefully inspire you and engage you to be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. Uh, My name is Enrico. I am a chiropractor. I am originally from Canada. I moved to Florida uh, six years ago, and I have three daughters. I'm happily married. Um, Just giving you everything in a nutshell about me. But my story goes back uh, right from birth, I guess, just like everyone else's. And a very unique situation being raised in uh, a European household. My parents are both immigrants. My father from Italy, my mother from Greece, and um, my grandmother ended up coming living with us when my grandfather passed away, and she was also Greek. Um, so learned some different things growing up in North America in a European household, all the way from religion to uh, how to eat, how to speak, how to, man- uh, how to your mannerisms. And all those little things shape you and in different ways. And as we fast forward, you know, health and wellness was always a passion for me. And some of those uh, things being raised of, you know, education is really important. No one can take away your knowledge um, led to, you know, being a doctor. And I always had that in the back of my mind that, okay, I'm going to be a doctor when I grow up. And uh, that was it. Set my mind on that, took the sciences, uh, did pre-med and uh, chiropractic came the way it's supposed to come in everyone's life. Uh, Unexpectedly, uh, a friend of the family graduated as a chiropractor. I had a back issue, saw him and the rest is history. Changed my trajectory. I was absolutely amazed that you could help people without prescription drugs, without surgery, without the th- the things I thought everyone would need to be healthy, in, in quotation marks there, in air, mark, in, uh, air quotes. Um, the, became a chiropractor, and, uh, and now that you're older and you get to reflect back on your life, you get to see all those little things that shaped you to be who you are. And I'm, you know, I still got a long way to go, I hope. Um, but these little things are so important to our, the fiber of who we are. And uh, my grandma, being from Greece, um, left me with such amazing philosophy growing up that I didn't know about it as a kid. She would say things like, you know, Enrico, remember, alpha, ina, alpha. You know, A is A. And, you know, being a nine-year-old, you're like, okay, grandma, (laughs) whatever that means. And um, as you go back and you look at it, you're like, you can't change A, the letter A. A is A. It's, It's the way it is. It's unchangeable. It is pretty much a fact. And it's not worth debating about. It's not worth getting angry about. And it's not worth getting frustrated about because it's unchangeable and it's inarguable. I didn't know that as a kid. I wish I did. I don't know what you meant. But how profound it was and how grounding it is. So we're going to start off this podcast with A is A. It's the title of this one. Um, 
because there's just things you just can't change when it comes to who you are, um, how you're made up, your DNA kind of. So the point of the point of the podcast is to really to go through health and wellness and research and um, really break myth from fact and realize that there's a lot of different ways to get through life. And um, there's a few key indicators that make you more successful than others, both in prosperity, in health, in raising a family, than other things that we've been told. And um, we're not here to pick fights. We're not here to get angry. We're not here to do any of that stuff. Uh, We are here just to talk about facts and bring on guests that support health, wellness, and a healthy mind and body. So if you agree with all that, I think you're really going to like the podcast. I think you're really going to like what we're going to have going on here. And uh, please give feedback, leave comments, let us know about what you want to hear, what you want to see, the questions you have, because it will guide us. I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, then it's something that will help guide us forward. So I wanted to leave you today with some great tips that you can walk away with to start it off. Five major tips on how to live a healthy, prosperous, longevity life. Now, um, longevity we can't control. Remember that. There's things that happen uh, that are out of our control, and they're usually tragic. But aside from that, there are steps we can take on a daily basis, moment to moment, that do outweigh making other choices. And these five things start with, in no particular order, because I think they're all as important as each other, is the literature continues to show over and over and over again that movement is key to a long life. Movement and exercise is key to a long life, period. The research from all around the world, from all the different universities over the course of the last over 100 years has shown that people who move have less degenerative diseases than people who don't, which means That they decrease inflammation because of the movement. Their joints move more. They have more lubrication in their joints. Their circulation moves more. They have to intake more oxygen. Just a lot of good things happen when you move. Now, myth. You need to join the gym and uh, do as many burpees as you possibly can. That's not true. The Western world has taken movement into an industry, and we call it the fitness industry. The fitness industry has very little research showing that doing any particular one of these fitness programs is any better than the other. But as a whole, moving is the best thing you can do. It increases your longevity and decreases your risk of chronic disease by over 70%. It is the highest number when you look at it globally. Now, what exercise is best or what should I do? I like the 80-20 rule. When you look at the world, and we tie back to my parents being European here. And the reason why I started the story like this is because I wanted to, to frame myself as this worldly person <laughs> influenced by the world. But really, it's not. It's Europe and North America. But even with that, when you look at the 80-20 rule and you say, okay, what's 80% of the world doing, The 80% of the healthy part of the world doing compared to the 20%? 80% of the world does not go to the gym. 80% of the world does not have a fitness membership or a personal trainer. of the world doesn't have access to heavy gym equipment. 80% of the world does not have the luxuries that we have here and in Western Europe and in many parts of the world. So they use walking, farming, gardening, 
maybe going for a jog. I don't know why you would in the, you know, in the heat of Africa, why you go for a jog, you probably walk, uh, or in Asia, you know, it's, it's household movement and labor that keeps people well. Okay. Um, being sedentary now with work, you know, joining a gym or getting a treadmill or doing those things are important to keep you moving. And I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying the world's morbidity and mortality rates around the world, when you look at the healthiest places in the world, they're called blue zones. They do not go to the gym. So the myth, you need to go to a gym, that's a myth. The, the fact is movement is probably one of the most important things you can do for your overall health, both mentally and physically. So get moving. Some of the research out there is, you know, women that walked 20 minutes per day, four days a week, decrease the risk of breast cancer by 50%. There's, you know, one that's always stuck with me over my life. Um, just going for a walk four times a week for 20 minutes. Is, isn't that amazing? That's how little people who get into chronic disease actually move. So that's, not, that's one out of the five. Uh, number two is eating three or more fruits per day. Myth, eating too much sugar, even from fruit, is bad for you. That's not true. Eating sugar, refined sugar and processed sugars is bad. I think at this point in 2022, we can all agree that refined sugar is never a good thing and should never be added to any diet anywhere ever. But eating fruit has increased mortality and some morbidity cases by over 40%, three servings of fruit per day. Uh, Veggies, of course, are part of that as well. But why fruit? Why fruit? Fruit contains so much vitamins. And each different, all the different fruits out there have different colors to them for different reasons because of the vitamin content that they have. But the fructose and the combination of the enzyme and acidity from fruits and their minerals and vitamins are highly absorbable compared to many vegetables. Not that fruits are worse than vegetables. As a society, we take uh, science, we take research and data, and we manipulate it to our bias. We always do that. And remember that. You always take the information that you absorb and spin it with your bias. It's a natural human instinct. It's what we do. Our fundamental beliefs change the perception of all information that comes to us for the rest of our life. Hence, why I started this podcast with a quick history of my upbringing is because these things shape the way we look at data. So the data says fruit is good for you. For some reason, eating three is way better than eating one or none per day, per day. So enjoy your fruits. Um, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. These things over our history and humanity that have been passed down to us as tales or stories are not all random. Uh, They're there because societies over time have passed down important information generation to generation by saying these stories, you know, um, you are what you eat, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, Uh, that stuff's important. So three fruits a day and moving. Can we do that? I think we can do that. So far, so good. Another one, and, and very big, as, as research is still on the cusp of, of learning more about mental health and how the brain works in a social aspect, is the sense of belonging. Again, when we look at these blue zones, these blue zones, I, after you're done with this podcast, go research blue zones on, on Google. Um, you'll see these blue zones as where humans that live over 100 years old continuously 
for hundreds of years. The dad just keeps showing why are they in the you know coast off the coast of Japan, um, parts of Italy, the Mediterranean. There's a few zones around the world where when they go to these in the middle of these zones into these they're usually smaller villages. They're not bigger metropolises. Smaller villages in these areas. They look at the people there. And they try and research and study, you know, how are they making it, many of them making it to 100 plus years old on their feet walking and still with eyesight and hearing. I mean, these are well 100 year old people. It is their sense of belonging in the community that has been the fundamental ground rule and then all the other healthy stuff that they do that keeps them moving. They have a, they have a purpose. And that's actually number four. Number three is the sense of belonging. Having that sense that is something that is understood by the person that is something that is felt there is a vital vitalism to that sense of purpose where they get up and there is something to do if you're a parent uh, you pro- you know this even if you if you have pets and you love them dearly that's that sense of belonging you need to be there for them or for something and then the purpose is what you do for them having a purpose for them having a purpose in your life accomplishing something sometimes that is academic sometimes that is career based sometimes that is financial uh, most of the time it's related around other people or helping people in some way or another <clears throat> um, so that sense of purpose is there money doesn't grow on trees money is evil all these things that have been said over over times uh, over generations come I think my spin on that is that the sense of purpose or there's a loss of purpose or there is no purpose where we go and attain try and attain some wealth or money with zero to no purpose is the problem with with attaining money and I think that's where that money is evil thing comes it pushes people to do things that they don't want to do uh, almost like being in prison, you know, that's, that's the same thing. Sitting there not doing what you want to do in a jail cell is is no fun. There's no sense of purpose there. There's no sense of belonging. So I won't get off track with that. You with me? Move. Eat your fruits and vegetables. Have a sense of belonging. So your church, your family, uh, your purpose. Your purpose can be your career. Don't make anyone ever feel make you feel bad. For having a purpose that is career-based. That can be it. But for the most of us, we're going to find that the people that surround us are the reasons why we do most of the things that we do. So sense of purpose. When we, when we have those two things, mental health is significantly better in that sense of the population than people who lose purpose and lose a sense of belonging. So that's where that comes. And that's where mental health, a decline in mental health makes people make bad health decisions for their life because the sense of care goes down. They no longer care about what, how they look, how they feel, what it's doing to their body. They start smoking. They start eating poorly. Um, they start not eating at all. You know, these things can all lead to a decline in health and, of course, mortality. And number five, and again, I told you this is in no order from one, one to five, but weight, our overall weight, obesity and being overweight increases the risk of most of the diseases that we see from diabetes, cancer, heart disease, stroke by over 60% if you're obese and it increases it by over 40% if you're overweight. You then double your risk, triple your risk of these diseases by being overweight and obese. That's been in the literature for a long time. 
I don't think I'm going to get many comments on this about arguing about these top five longevity and life-altering habits that you can create and do every single day that are very simple that will increase not only your health and wellness, but the longevity of being able to replicate and doing what you do. We're going to keep bringing you great content. We're going to bring you up-to-date content. It is 2022. If there's anything really important from 1967, I'll share it. But otherwise, we are going to continue to bring you updated stuff, your family's updated stuff. My purpose for this podcast is to give you 10 to 15 minutes of weekly inspiration and how you can bring back some things to your family and live the best life possible. My name is Dr. Enrico Dolcicori. This is the Living a Full Life podcast. Till next week, take care and be well. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Living a Full Life podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.